Hey there, welcome to day 29 of our February 2021 30 plus day challenge to get up and go, move forward in our life no matter what challenges or changes happen to impact us. We're gonna install the SOAP framework and guarantee that we have better results after any change or challenge we're faced with than before or then before we had learned the SOAP framework and started using it in our life to make sure that we are proactively dealing with the things that happen around us versus just reacting to them. So today I wanna use the tool that I call the review tool. I learned this tool in college. I probably should have learned it sooner, but I didn't. In grade school and high school, I kinda of just went through school and it wasn't super hard for me. I just, I just, you know, did, homework and I did what I had to do and I did my assignments and I got through school with good grades and I didn't really ever have to study on purpose. I didn't have to like study hard for tests. I think I maybe studied for one chemistry exam all through high school. Everything else just kind of, I every day did a little bit and by the time the test came around, I knew the information and I took the test and did fine. Well, college hit, <laughs> rude awakening. You actually have to study and learn and do things on your own and know how to study in college. And I did not know how to study when I went to college. And so my first semester was a shock. I got my first C and I thought I was going to die because I hadn't seen a C. I don't know that I'd ever seen a C in my entire life, maybe in a Phi Ed class or something, but for the most part, nothing had ever counted. And I was taking all classes that counted toward my major back then. And I was literally devastated by seeing a C on my report card. So uh, I don't want my parents to be disappointed in me. So I figured I better figure out how do I learn? How do I study? How do I learn? And I looked up some references back in the day. I went to the library and I'm like, how do you study? How to study in college? And I looked at a couple of books and I found some information on different ways to study and take notes and learn and review your notes and things. I had never in high school even reviewed my notes. So I learned to every night after my classes, because we'd go to class somewhere, some classes were every day, some classes were only a couple of days a week, kind of like college is now, although I think with COVID, college is all pretty remote and kids are doing everything online. But we would go to class and sometimes, you know, the lectures would be an hour, sometimes they'd be three, whatever. I learned that if that same night after the class, I went through my notes and used a highlighter to just highlight the key points. I'd read everything in my notes and then I would highlight the important parts. Then the next day that I had that class, I didn't do it every day, depending on the class, because you have to balance all your classes. I would, the next time I had that class, I would do the same thing. I'd have the lecture, I'd go through all my notes, but then I'd go back and I would skim through and I would review the highlighted things that I had highlighted before. And I would highlight in a different color the things I noticed this time to learn and trigger my memory. And I learned to review and that it was really, really important because so often we forget, we, we get exposed to information. It goes into our brain and gets locked away somewhere, but we don't know how to retrieve it. So by doing that method that I, I don't even remember where I learned how to do it, but it was a book, I'm sure it was a book. I learned to create in my mind little doorways where I could go in and I could find all of the information just by using key highlighted words. And I would do that until we had the next quiz or whatever. and then. When it came time to review for, you know, back in college, we only had usually a midterm and then a final test. So but it, whenever it was time to review for the midterm or the final, I already had the key points and the highlights in my notes. So all I had to do was review them and I was ready for the test. And since I'd done a little bit along the way, it wasn't a huge 
cram fest where I had to try to learn everything that I, or remember everything that I had learned because I had a strategy for learning along the way. So today we're gonna do an example of that. We're gonna do a review of what we've covered in February, the things that we've done in February, the, the topics and then the tool. We're just gonna talk about that. And then if there's something that you have more questions on, I want you to ask questions in the comments below. If there's something, a tool that I didn't explain very well or a, an action item that we did for a particular day that you're like, oh, I really struggle with that one. Just let me know and ask in the comments below so that we find ways and I can answer your questions, number one, but number two, find ways to present it that is clearer, more clear and more focused and more easy for everybody to understand. So review, uh, talking about and learning from lessons learned because that's how we remember the lessons that we've learned. That's why the Get Up and Go Challenge has been personally so powerful for me because it's given me the opportunity to go back and review a lot of the tools and, and techniques and strategies and, and shortcuts and um, frameworks. We talked about frameworks yesterday that I had almost forgotten about because I hadn't used them in so long. So what do we do in February? What have we done so far? And since it's March 1st, it's kind of fun to review February. Normally I do this the last day of the challenge, the bonus day, but I thought, no, we're gonna bring it forward and then we're gonna do a couple different, more fun bonus day things than just doing a review or a summary of what we've covered. So what do we do the first day? First day, day one, we, we reviewed the lessons learned from 2020. I learned a whole lot of lessons in 2020 as I'm sure you have as well. And so, <coughs> excuse me, I just shared some of the lessons I learned. And the tool for that was lessons learned. If we have experiences and we don't capture the lesson from it, we're, I wanna say we're doomed to repeat them, but we're destined to repeat those challenges in some way, shape or form until we actually learn the lesson that it's there to show us. Have you ever noticed how the certain type of people or situations just keep showing up in your life? It's because it's there to show you something in your face and you haven't seen it or acknowledged or or recognized it. Um, when I was younger, I was, I was pretty judgmental and um, I it was my way or the highway. And I kept having people that were more controlling and more domineering than I was show up in my life. And it wasn't until I realized that that was to show me that I was behaving in those ways sometimes and it wasn't the way I really wanted to be. And so people like that just kept showing up in my life until I looked in the mirror and I said, oh my gosh, this is how I'm acting sometimes. Is this how I really wanna behave? The answer was no, so I changed my behavior and all of a sudden, those type of people didn't show up in my life. Those situations didn't show up in my life anymore. Day two, we talked about why challenges, what's in it for why you wanted to do challenges. Uh, and our tool was pen and paper. Day three, we talked about your challenge set point, my challenge set point. We all have a set point for everything. And so we gave our, um, our feelings, our experiences, all of the things that surround us with respect to challenges, a, a number value between one and 10. One meaning we hate challenges, we hate change, we hate anything that's different would be a one and we have a ton of resistance to it. 10 being, hey, we just go with the flow of whatever happens and we don't have a problem with, with change or challenges or anything at all. That's our set point. And you can use a set point and define a set point for everything because we already have one, right? We have a financial comfort level set point. We have a thermostat comfort level set point for the, our physical well-being, our warmth. Some of us like really warm weather, some people like really cold weather. It's really funny. I don't like being cold and don't really love cold weather. If I'm going outside in the winter, I totally bundle up. 
My kids, on the other hand, are snowboarders and they absolutely positively love cold weather. They'll be out when it's 30 below snowboarding because they love the fresh air and the cold weather. So we're all different. Day four was your W-I-I-F-U, what's in it for you to do the challenge. And our tool was infinite possibilities. We got to start thinking about what do we want? Fame, fortune, freedom, friendship, etc. Day five, we talked about the seven key areas of our life. Remember my backwards seven? And then our seven key areas, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationships, and contribution. And we started to think about, we had a quick review of what those were and then I learned them from Tony Robbins and you know, I'm not sure who, who he learned them from. But our tool was prioritizing. Prioritizing each area and aspects of our life as far as what is most important right now, one through seven, because there's seven areas. So what is my most important area that needs my attention and energy right now? Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it spiritual? Is it emotional? Is it financial? Is it relationships or is it contribution? If And it's different for each of us. Me, uh, physical has been a big concern for me personally over the COVID crisis and what I need to do to take care of myself. And sometimes I wasn't paying attention to it. And so my physical well-being tanked a little bit. So we have to decide for ourselves, prioritizing which is most important. Then on day six, we actually took each of those areas and we rated it, rating it was our tool from one to 10. We gave it a number from one to 10 about how do we feel about it? How are we experiencing it right now? One to 10, each area and aspect of our life. How are we feeling? How are we thinking? How are we judging? Because it's up to us. How are we rating our overall experience of our physical well-being, our mental well-being, our emotional, our spiritual, our financial, our relationships, and our contribution as well. Then on day seven, we thought about what we wanted and we asked ourselves, why do I want it? Why do I want? We thought about one thing that we really, really want, and then we asked ourselves a series of seven questions. Our tool that day was the seven whys. I'm loving that tool. Like I said, I've done the five whys for a couple of decades, but the seven, adding the two, I started adding the two because Dean Graciosi recommended it last year, early before COVID even started. And I realized that it's just, it is, like he said, it's just so much more powerful because it digs down to what our core values are, which we talked about on day eight. Our tool and our exercise and our discussion was all about our core values. What is really important to you? What is central to your being? What makes you tick? Why are you here? Uh, day nine, we talked about your change reaction and our tool was looking into something, investigating, asking questions, understanding a situation or ourselves better and understanding and looking at our personal process of how we instinctually or automatically handle change and challenges right now. Then on day 10, we changed our reaction. We changed your reaction by flipping the flip switch was our, our tool that day and we looked at how we're automatically behaving or responding to things. And then we asked ourselves, is this how we really want to respond? Is this the best possible way? And we flipped things to the opposite. We also talked about emotions with respect to flip switch. So if you're feeling a certain emotion, sometimes all you have to do is flip the switch to something else. Fear and excitement, for example, really have about the same frequency of energy. So I'm feeling afraid and I want to be more courageous and I want to change that energy. If I flip the switch and I focus on being curious and excited about the situation, that overcomes fear because curiosity and excitement will cause me to take action, which changes the thing I'm afraid of in the first place. Uh, day 11, we talked about the SOAP framework and we just did a SOAP framework overview because that's really what this is all about. It's about 
taking a process that isn't optimized and installing an optimized process that will help uh, and installing it into our subconscious so that it becomes automatic, it becomes a habit. So every time a change or challenge comes up in our life, we don't have to stop and think about the story, the options, the action and the progress. Are we making all those things? Are we doing all the things that are involved in that? Kind of like highlighting those notes and reviewing. We just have to hear those words or, or think about them on a subconscious level and we fly through the process and that automatically causes us to come up with better solutions for us than if we didn't have a process. If we just reacted instead of being proactive. So SOAP is all about being cleaning your act up and being proactive. Day 12, we dug into actually working with the SOAP framework for the next majority of the challenge by breaking it down. So we went through, we did relationships first. We did relationships for, with the S and on day 12, and we used the exercise, the tool, our imaginary friend. On day 13, we did the O for relationship, and we used um, visualization and our imagination station, I believe. On day 14, we did the A for relationships and we use the head heart intuition grid to analyze the alternatives and the options that we came up with in our O. And we also talked about Mel Robbins 54321 blast off to get us to take action. You know, 54321 and then just do it. Whatever the thing is that you're going to do. Day 15, we talked we talked about the progress for relationships and our tool was processes, systems, procedures, habits, uh, things that we can automate to continue to move us to make progress in an area without having to maybe consciously think of it. It's one of the reasons I have a morning routine. It's because I've built certain habits into my life so that they're moving me toward the different areas and aspects of my life automatically by doing my morning routine things. Then on day 16 through 19, we broke down the SOAP framework for our physical well-being. So we picked something in our physical life and health that we wanted to change and we talked about the story how do we get from where we are now to where we want to be with respect to the s and our tool was the who what where when why and how the journalistic framework and as i was doing this summary i realized that i used that same one when we went through the financial situation we were discussing our financial situation i didn't even realize so i did it since i do it one day at a time that i used the same tool twice but there's other tools we can use to, to examine more closely our story as well. Basically, it's just we want to be super honest and upfront with ourselves about our current situation and our desired situation. And the whole rest of the SOAP framework is to fill that gap between where we are and where we want to be. So we did our physical uh, aspects of our, our nature and we, again, who, what, where, when, why, and we talked about what is versus what we want. Uh, then for our physical... O, our options, we brainstormed and we brainstormed and in every time I think about the O, I always make myself think of at least 10 things, 10 possibilities because it gets me out of that black and white thinking of it's this or that, one thing or another. We tend to as humans simplify things or, or block, box ourselves in to thinking that there's only a couple of possibilities or, or solutions to any situation we find ourselves in. And the truth is there's always multiple ones, but a lot of times we won't even see them because we won't let us ourselves. So I say always come up with 10, at least 10. And then when you want to analyze alternatives, be looking at at least three of those different alternatives with whatever 
method you decide to look at it. In this particular run through, we did the plus or minus. Previously, you remember, we did the head, the heart, the intuition. Then we did this one plus or minus because plus and minus is the simplest way to analyze and make any decision on the planet without just randomly picking something. Uh, it, it allows us to just make a quick and dirty analysis of what are all the advantages or benefits of something to us and what are all the, the negatives or the disadvantages of something to us. And it doesn't matter if it's to anyone else, it's how we personally view it. It's important that we make decisions and choices for ourselves because we're the only one that's going to be responsible for those choices and those decisions going forward. So we might as well make sure we're picking the things that work for us. And then for our physical P, our progress, we did the lifeline exercise, which again, one of my favorite exercises on the planet because it allows me to create a snapshot of my entire life. I started doing a, a big cardboard one again this year because last year's got so messed up. And since we just did it for physical, that's all I've got in my timeline so far. But as I go through the challenge, I'll add different aspects onto my lovely cardboard graphic. So day 20 through day 23, we did the same thing. We ran through the SOAP framework, the SEO, the A and the P again, with respect to something in our financial health, our financial life, our financial situation. And our tool for the S was again, the who, what, where, when, why, and how. And I don't know how I ended up doing that twice. I guess because I didn't remember that I'd done it and gone back and looked at my notes. It was kind of silly because it's clearly in my notebook twice as doing who, what, where, when, why, and how. But again, with respect to our story, we get to decide what our story is going to be. We we look at what it is now, but whatever it is, it, it, it's gotten us to where we are now. But we need to change our behaviors and change our story if we want to create something else and different results in our life. We have the ability to do that. It's, it's entirely up to us to decide what we want that story to be and then start making steps toward that. Other people can influence us. Other people can try to manipulate and control us. But bottom line, it's absolutely positively up to us to know what we want and go for what we want. Find that in myself as well as in other people. One of the biggest challenges or the biggest mistakes we make is not knowing what we want, not deciding what we want, and just going through life kind of wishy-washy and seeing how things turn out. Well, we can do that, but it doesn't guarantee we're going to have a happy life. You know, even, even going for what we want doesn't guarantee we're going to have a happy life. That's entirely up to us and our choice as well. But if we don't know what we want, we're never going to get it. And we're much less likely to be happy if we don't set our sights on exactly what we want. Our financial O, we did the Power Vision movie exercise using all of our senses and making sure we're really tapping into the feeling of what we want because when we're living as if and thinking as if for a few minutes and, and experiencing what it'll be like to have exactly what we want, it opens up our mind to the different possible things that we could do and need to do in order to get from where we are to that vision, that future vision. And so Power Vision movies, thank you Jim Edwards, awesome tool, very important tool that's helped me a lot. Day 22 was our financial action, and we used what I now call, lovingly, the urine analysis, which is a terrible name. I'm sorry, but it, it spells urine, and once I saw that, I couldn't get it out of my brain. So where's my urine analysis? So our urine analysis is, here's my example of my urine analysis, urgent, and I'm not going to do them in order because it's that's not the way I learned them, but I'll re-memorize them in that way. I guess it's urgent, resources, important, necessary effort. And I used to do urgent, important, 
resources, necessary effort, whatever. It was a different order, but then I realized, oh, it spells urine, and I can now really, really remember urgent resources, necessary, no, I, important, urgent resources, important, necessary effort. And that's just so I can write them across the top of a piece of paper, and then I can rate my options by giving them a number, rating between one and 10. How do I think? How do I feel? How many resources do I think it's going to take? Am I going to sit and do a, a thorough analysis? Depends on the situation, but probably not. With respect to my finances, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to think, well, what resources do I have now and what resources do I need to get? Uh, so we broke that down to another level as well. So that's our new urine analysis. Very different than most people's urine analysis. Day 23, we talked about the financial progress we're making and the importance of having a way to measure it, some kind of a measurement. That's why we do ratings and rankings and prioritization and we add numbers to things that are normally really, really subjective because we have to have a way to look at whether we're moving in the direction we want or not. Are we making progress or are we regressing? We have to be able to measure that. Then on day 24, we covered emotional soap, and we actually talked about four tools that day. We talked about Rampage of Desire, emotional guidance system for the O, uh, fast and easy. How do we make a fast and easy analysis and decision based on alternatives so we can take action right away? And then we talked about affirmations as our, uh, our P, our way to ensure that we're making progress going forward. Then. I realized that's too many. Four tools in one day is too many. It makes for a long video. So on mental, spiritual, and contribution, we just did one tool a day that we focused on, but we went through the S, the O, the A, and the P for a specific item. We picked an area, or I picked an area in my life and went through that using that as an example for the S, the O, the A, and the P. And our tool on for mental was gratitude because tell you there's nothing that will get you out of a funk faster than being grateful for what you already have there's nothing that will move you faster toward what you want than being grateful for what you have while still moving toward what it is that you want be grateful for the home that you're living in even if you want a better home be grateful for the car that you're driving it's getting you from point A to point B even though you want a Lamborghini or a Rolls-Royce or whatever you want be grateful for what you have so that you can create more in your life uh, spirit we did meditation spiritual and meditation to me go hand in hand meditation again to me it's there's all kinds of meditation practices you can be as complicated or as simple as you want I personally focus on my breathing and when I focus on my breathing and I get in a relaxed flow state then I think about the things that I want that's how I meditate um, and we use the S the O the A the P and meditation as our tool uh, for our contribution soap analysis and soap framework we our tool was our motto, our mantra, our what do you stand for? What are you willing to die for? You know, most of us aren't willing to die for anything except our kids, but um, what's your code of contact? What, where's your line in the sand? What is okay for you, but not okay? What is acceptable, but unacceptable? You have to know, you know, what's good to you, what's evil. You have to know yourself and what that is. And a lot, some of us have a mantra and a motto that we come to live by as we, as we get older, I guess. My mind developed about 10 years ago and it's be loving, love being, be you. That is my bottom line mantra and deciding motto. It's what I try to live by. Do I always succeed? Well, heck no, you know? Sometimes I'm not loving, I'm human. Sometimes we don't always live by our motto, but it's what's important to us at our core and that's what we live by. So if you have a motto or a mantra, 
or code of conduct. And if you don't, start thinking about it and let it evolve and develop over time as you become the person that you're here to become. Uh, day 28, we talked about frameworks. That was just yesterday. Just yesterday, we talked about a whole bunch of different frameworks and the power of frameworks to help us uh, analyze and understand and assimilate different types of information that we want to have in our life. Uh, and then today we are talking about, of course, review. We're just reviewing what we've talked about already so far. So tomorrow, do I know what we're going to do tomorrow? Tomorrow we're going to talk about lessons learned from 2021 so far. can't believe it. I have, what, 33, 34 lessons learned from 2020, and I haven't even done my list. See, there's my, my day, but I haven't done a list or made any plans or talked about or thought about what lessons have I learned so far in 2021. Every year I look for the lessons that I'm learning because I know if I learn some lessons, then I don't have to repeat some of the crazy mistakes that I've made and continue to make because we're human. It's just like thinking when we get to a certain level in our life, we won't have any problems. <laughs> Newsflash, as we grow and evolve, our problems grow and evolve. We, they're just different. They wear different suits. They wear different, uh, they come in different forms, but we always will have problems and change and challenges that show up in our life. It's up to us to focus on the solutions and moving forward, not getting hung up on the problems and the things from the past. So we're gonna do that and tomorrow lessons learned. And then on when, Tuesday, what's today? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on Wednesday, our 31st day of the challenge, we will actually, I'm gonna leave that as a surprise. We will go, I'll leave that as a surprise for what we're gonna do. Uh, but that, that's it, any questions? Again, I wanted to do this review here so we have a couple of more days together so you can ask questions. You can say, geez, I just totally don't get that Power Vision movie thing, Sharon. Can we talk about that a little more? Or what do you mean motto? I, we didn't cover how to make a motto or how to do a code of conduct or core values or whatever it is from the tools well enough. Can we, can we go over that a little more? Can you give us another example of the urine analysis? Can you give us another example of um, core values or the seven whys? I love doing the seven whys. You can ask me to do those all day long because uh, every time I do one, I learn more about myself and that's what I'm here for is just becoming a better version of me. That's it. I know it was a long one. Hope you have an amazing day. Our action item today is just think of something that you're still fuzzy about or that you want to know more about and then share that in the comments below. Or a great aha thing or lesson learned that you've learned from the, we'll probably share our, our greatest lessons learned tomorrow as well, but you can share that here or an aha moment or something that you realize that you're like, oh my gosh, it's been in my face forever and I just haven't seen it. Or I've heard that a thousand times before, Sharon a thousand times and I haven't done it, but I actually did it and tried it during the challenge and this is what happened. All right, have an awesome day. I'll be with you tomorrow.